Hi, and welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. I'm Brian, your host. And do you know what? Every time I record an intro, I always think, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? But do you know what? This week, I'm not overthinking it. If this is the very first time that you're listening to the podcast, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please, 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 if you enjoy this episode, please like, share and subscribe with all your friends and also give us a review on whatever format you're listening on. So this week we've got a great, well, stuntman, actor, director, producer. His name is Brian A. Prince. And no, he isn't a real prince. It's Brian A. Prince. And he played the Predator in the Predator movie, the most recent one. And also he's done work on the Black Panther and some other Marvel uh, studio projects. So please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. And as always, this episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at Prop Store of London. So please visit their website, propstore.com and check out all the screen used props and costumes they have on offer. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with Brian A. Prince. Welcome to Be More Super, the podcast. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. An action-packed podcast where we'll discuss all things entertainment. You're the answer to are we alone in the universe. Conventions, prop collecting, cosplay, interviews, reviews, and so much more. The show starts with host Brian Gardner, right now, this week um, we've got a great episode for you. Uh, we've got the wonderful um, actor, artist, and athlete, as it states on his website, Brian A. Prince. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey man, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, can I just say, Brian A. Prince? What does the A stand for? Are or are you an actual prince? <laughs> that's awesome uh yeah so the a is for uh my middle name okay which is alexander excellent um, and yeah and prince <laughs> is my last name um and so <laughs> i sometimes did... i go by a prince yeah so. i did i did wonder because brian a prince there we go you have have it there and obviously you spell your name with an i and i spell my name brian with a y so we've yeah, got two so... brian's on the show so it's great having you on. Uh, we're going to have a, a quick chat about your career, where you've come from, uh, and where you are now. Um, okay. it, it's, it, it's exciting. I've seen advertised that you're going to be featuring on Virtual Con uh, at, on Sunday. So obviously yes. when people hear this, uh, it, it already would have happened. Uh, so what have you got planned for Virtual Con? Because obviously with the lockdown... Uh, we can't be attending any conventions, so you yeah. kindly um, agree to give a bit of your time. So, what are you planning for the virtual con? Um, so, I have uh, uh, on my website. I have a link for uh, signed prints that I'm going to mail out, and then I also have like a, a, a shop item for like like people can buy like a little shout out from me. Like, I'll send like a, I'll do a video recording on my phone and a do bit a like cameo or. Yeah. 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 Like a cameo thing. And, um, so that's kind of what I have pre-planned, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm actually not even sure what to expect. I, uh, I was invited to it 
very recently and it sounded really cool and I'm like yeah let's do it it's great I'm just at home working and so I'm 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 planning on being online and seeing what happens but honestly I'm not, I'm not even sure what to expect so I'm, I'm actually like just jumping into things and seeing I, what happens so. yeah to be honest it should be fantastic I mean there's a lot of guests lined up and it's been very well organized by a lady called Kerry uh, I'm actually giving away a prize on the day. So I'm giving away a Supergirl uh, production new storyboard um, on the day as well. Um, so, yeah, so it should should be a, fun, a fantastic time, especially with lockdown happening. How are you coping at the moment with lockdown? I mean, where are you based cur- currently? Are you in L.A. or...? Um, so right now I'm based in Seattle, Washington. Okay. Um, and so we kind of got hit first in the u.s we have there's a little city called kirkland it's across the lake um and that's where like the first confirmed cases were here and then so we kind of started doing a lot of the 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 lockdown kind of like paranoia um before the rest it got the rest of the country so at this point i'm kind of used to it but um luckily for me uh, i'm lucky in multiple respects like one um so same thing, all the businesses and schools and such are closed for us. But, um, you know, the essentials are open. Uh, some places are open for takeout. Uh, my area is really walkable, but it's not very, uh, like, dense at the same time. So, like, I can go on walks and, like, go get a coffee and just, like, cross the street on people when they're coming or going. Yeah. And, then, um, and then also... Uh, I'm used to working from home. I've been mostly working from home for the last like five, six years. And so this has been like nothing necessarily too different, but at the same time, it's, it's actually been, um, I've been able to turn a bad situation into something great for myself. I've been uh, able to really nail down my, like my, my morning routine, my daily workflow, everything. And I've gotten a lot more used to the solitude than I've ever been. And, yeah, like with some help, with some help with some good books and articles and stuff. But it's <laughs> it's been good, man. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, with everything going on, it's definitely I'm seeing it as a, a massive reset button on the world. You know, yeah. on the way we see things, the way we treat people. Um, you know, the loved ones that we may not see as often. Uh, after all of this, we're all going to get back together and have a big party. Uh, but yeah. it's definitely about social distancing. I mean, in the UK, they're talking about lifting it. And I know that um, in the States, they are. Um, so yeah, things- my home state. Is, uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and they're like, we're opening up next week. And everyone that lives there is like, no. <laughs> like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. No. Do you know what? Someone said to me the other, the other day, and it actually stuck, it's a bit like taking antibiotics and then, uh, you know, finishing a week before because you're feeling a bit better. But yeah, it's no, not. You got to finish the whole thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So because it's improving, we shouldn't lift it. Uh, we should, you know, see it out because the last thing we want is it to flare up again, and you know ourselves being in a worse position. Um, yeah. But we're all in it together. Uh, fingers yeah. crossed that you know. The deaths are absolutely horrid. It's one too many that we need. Uh, we just absolutely. need to be social distancing, washing our hands, not touching our face, and all that jazz, yeah. and we'll get through it. Um, so are you actually based? So you're in Seattle now. Am I right in saying Seattle is the home of Starbucks? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. A bit of general knowledge and the uh, <laughs> the famous fish market, uh, which yep. I think that anyone in business has seen the old uh, training aid of the fish market and them throwing the fish and teamwork and all that. So, yeah. so you're based in Seattle now. So were you born in Atlanta? No. So I was born in L.A., um, when I was a kid, my dad worked for General Motors, so we moved a few times. So like LA, New York a bit, and then Atlanta when I was like seven, lived there for about 20, 22 years. Yeah. Uh, moved out to Seattle. Um, that was around when Predator happened. So then I ended up going to Vancouver for four to six months. And then I was like kind of up in the air and then I was back in Atlanta for a year and now I'm back in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I bounced. Excellent. I bounce, I move around. So, so you've done quite a bit already in in your career. Um, when you were a, a young boy, what did you want to do? Because you know, if anyone sees you on on Facebook or on YouTube, you've got parkour videos, and it's <laughs> immense. Honest to God, it is immense. Thank you. Me. You know, I would fall at the first hurdle, to be honest, and I'm scared of heights, so I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't do it. So, was parkour one of your first loves when you were growing up? Then, um, so I didn't start parkour till I was 19. Um, oh. Yeah, and so it, it's it's funny, like so younger uh, when I was a kid. I mean, I, I like to just play video games and draw a lot of things. I, I watched a lot of anime when I was a kid or, you know, whatever was accessible. A lot of cartoons. Uh, read comics, but like mostly watched a lot of cartoons. And so that kind of started my love for uh, drawing when I was younger. Um, and then like video games honestly started my love for story. Um, and so like those two things story and art were very important to me. And then as I got into like middle school, high school, the more like athletic years, you know, rec leagues and, and playing sports for school, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a tall kid. So I was always very like pressured, pushed towards, uh, organized sports. Um, but I didn't, I didn't like them. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't love them. I, I don't know why. I just like, there was something about, I think it was the way I learned, the way I communicated. There was just something about the environment of like organized sports that didn't work for me. Um, and so I felt constantly this, always this need to like, I felt like I was constantly trying to like break out of this thing that everyone was trying to put me into. Yeah. Um, and so that became a very, strong narrative of my like young adult life and so uh in like various ways too like whether it's like race or just like hobbies like you know i often would find myself being like i like these things and i like to do this and then from like one side or another side you would just i would feel this like no you should do this or you should do this a lot of shoulds yeah. <laughs> one of my therapists would later tell me like you deal with a lot of shoulds and i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah that that i like that a lot of shoulds and so and when I was younger, especially when I was around 18, 19, when I graduated from high school, I just was very like, I kind of grabbed that mentality by the horns. And I just, because I, I would feel like if something feels right, if I want to do it, I definitely want to do it. And then the moment someone tells me like, no, don't do that, do this instead, then I want to do the thing I want to do even more. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then I don't want to do that thing even more that they want me to do. And that led to like a bunch of funny, like radical decisions where like I went to art school and I grew my hair out into like shoulder length dreadlocks. And then I started doing parkour and 
like a bunch of I, I, I cosplayed a bunch with friends and went to conventions and like a bunch of whatever, like whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. The more the more like the world at large is like, don't do that. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it. And so um, and and that kind of became a big part of my personality. And so that's what started parkour. Honestly, was it it was like right around the time where like I didn't have to play uh, or I didn't feel like I had to play basketball anymore but I was in college, but I wanted to do something active and, um, it just seemed like the right thing. And so I was like, you know what, like, this seems cool. But then there was this part of me that was like, I couldn't do that. And then I kind of took that as a challenge and was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then I just kept going. So for, for the, for the listeners out there that don't know what park parkour is, uh, can you explain exactly what it is? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Parkour is uh, uh, so parkour is a physical discipline, and it's it's relatively recent. Like it started technically in like the '90s by a bunch of dudes in France, and then it's spread all over the world over the last 30 years. Um, but it's a physical discipline where only using the human body you uh, interact and overcome obstacles in your environment. And so there's a lot of running, jumping, climbing vaulting um and then there's also some flipping and more like aerial aerial like acrobatic type freestyle movement uh there's like various forms of parkour kind of like how you know if someone's like a dancer you're like well, what kind of dancer are you like do you do ballet <laughs> or do you do hip-hop and so parkour has various forms but because it's so recent they're not they're not very universally recognized but yeah. you'll have people that do parkour more of like a utility way as in more of like a, i like to try to get from here to there climb do everything a straight line you have some people that do parkour more of a challenge parkour uh, I, th- I think to watch it i think it's awesome i mean are there competitions that you can enter with parkour is it just a case of yes. yeah i mean have yeah, you entered it's, it's, uh... so yeah so have you actually so your class is a, a parkour athlete so do you compete in the competitions or i do sometimes yeah. um i used to compete more about three or four years ago and they're all they're all small competitions all over the place like local gyms and local organizations will host par- uh, parkour competitions my yeah. favorite one is the uh, american parkour championship circuit that ends up in vancouver every year um so I, I used to enter a lot into the competitions for um the time trial ones um now i'm more of like i more facilitate and help out i'm one of the uh, mcs for one of the major parkour competitions oh that's awesome and would you well, um say parkour was your sort of gateway into film because you appeared in cell with john kuzak and Sam- samuel l jackson if i'm right in saying yeah and obviously you you did parkour in that um what was your first role that you did um like because obviously you was in cell and we're going to quickly talk about walking dead captain america black panther and (laughs) the predator so it's an impressive lineup to be fair yep yeah cell was my first day on a set working um and yeah parkour was like directly responsible because through doing parkour and growing up in atlanta i ended up in the same like training circles is a lot of the local stunt actors and performers yeah and so then we would just like commingle and hang out and then basically one of them one time was like oh they need special extras for this thing and i was like all right yeah i'll do that and, and that's how we ended up on that as me and like a handful of other parkour guys doing some of like the chase scenes on that that was yeah. really fun i got featured a lot more in that than i ever expected i have some like really cool clips of me like holding this pipe and running and jumping and stuff <laughs> so yeah that was my that was my first gig and it was like directly responsible for parkour 
So and the rest followed. I mean, you was in Walking Dead, which is awesome. Yeah. Which uh, is that filmed in Atlanta or is it? Yeah, yeah. Walking Dead is mostly filmed in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, that one was fun. I got, got shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the clip. Yeah. What, what? The hardest part of that one was they didn't even show it too. The the hardest part of that that stunt was like like timing it with the bullet, but then I had to fall dead on on railroad rocks oh, like you no. know on train tracks they have the rocks i was just dead man <laughs> on those rocks but luckily i was padded up so i i only had a few bruises on my hip <laughs> and what and what was it like getting all uh made up like a zombie i bet you absolutely loved loved it oh that was cool yeah that that the walking dead makeup took longer than the predator makeup yeah it was like two two and a half hours this guy named gino he's an amazing uh, special effects makeup yeah and you just you sit in the chair and they just they, they treat your face like a canvas for about two hours, and it's a lot of stuff. Like there's a, a layer of foam, and then they paint, and they add more foam, and then they add some like prosthetics to it. And by the end of it, you you're just like you you feel like there's something hanging off of your face. Yeah. But then, but then you like look in the mirror, and you're like ah. Like. <laughs> so how did you get the gig with Walking Dead? Uh, was it an audition or was it a casting call? Um, it was a uh, it was it's sounds sort of interesting uh, and. It, because a lot of it's who you know and what you look like and what you can do. And so for me, I all you know, I, I, I tended to actually work that often because I'm so tall. I'm six feet, 10, 208 centimeters. Um, and I'm so tall that like, I, I just can't do general, a lot of general. And so I just get a call and they're like, Oh, you're, you're that tall guy, right? Like, can you send me a, and then you send them like a video of your reel, your resume. And then you just hope that they call you back. And if they do, it's like usually a really quick turnaround when they're like, I need you at this place in two days. And you're like, all right. And then you show up <laughs> and you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even know what you're doing until you, you get there. And not all the time. Sometimes some coordinators are, or will have assistants and will be like, this is what we need you to do. Can you do this? But sometimes you're just like, you just show up and you see where you're going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've you've gone from Cell to um, was Walking Dead after Cell then? No, so, so it was Cell, and then I did um, my my first stunt job because uh, Cell was technically special uh, background, um, like special skills background. Uh, but my first stunt contract job was for a Tyler Perry TV show, but it actually didn't even happen <laughs> because right. I was I was too tall. But I was like on set holding this gun i was gonna get shot or something and then like tyler perry walks in and everyone gets really quiet because he has a very intense demeanor and um and then he's like oh this guy's too tall and i was like all right well <laughs> that's me over I see you bye <laughs> yeah and uh it's like i guess because i'm done um but that was cool because that that still led to more work um and then so then the, after that was civil war uh, I was months later where I got a call to work on Civil War, which is awesome because they they filmed the Lagos Nigeria scene yeah. in the middle of Atlanta, and so uh, basically it was just like like every black background performer, every black stunt person, they're like, we need you in this scene, <laughs> and uh, it was it was awesome, and so that was that was a really good week. I really enjoyed that time. And what an awesome yeah. movie! Black Panther has got to be one of my favorite Mar- Marvel movies out of all of them. To 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 be fair, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. quite shocked that there's rumors going around that the lead actor that plays Black Panther could be you know re- replaced, which uh, I hope he isn't to be honest. But then again, you don't believe every everything in in the you know Civil War. Um, what an awesome movie as well. I mean, going, uh, you know, from the Black Panther, um, 
did you find that it was easier to get work as a stunt person? Would you consider yourself as a stuntman? Or would you consider yourself as an actor? Or is it a case of you can do it all? Uh, it's, it's so strange. Like, out of respect, I don't like considering myself a stunt person just because I don't feel like I've put in the amount of training and yeah. dedication towards, like, like there's people I know, like, uh, you know, Guido Savia, Aaron Tony, um, like, these guys, like, they live, breathe, and bleed stunt performance, and they put in such a high level of training and dedication that, yeah. like, for me to even come close to, like, considering myself on their level, I'm like, nah. I'm just, like, a tall guy who does a lot of, like, athletic things that I that tall people don't normally do and then that has led to me uh getting a lot of a lot of work but then also I, I dabble a lot of performance I dabble a lot in like stage performing singing yeah. um improv comedy and that has also led to a lot of my other work too so it's like I don't even know what to call myself sometimes I'm just <laughs> like I just do a bunch of art stuff and sometimes I get I get a thing and I say yes to it and I keep going but uh yeah so I have done stunt performance but yeah definitely not I wouldn't put myself on like the same level as some of those other guys. <laughs> but, but but what was it like working like on a Marvel movie? Because they're massive. They they're shown all the way around the world. They make billions of pounds, um, <laughs> or more billions of dollars. Um, what's it like having that on your resume? That must be awesome. Oh, it's cool. It's uh, it's an honor for sure. Like I mean, getting to be in Civil War was cool. Uh, getting to be in Black Panther was like. Like that honestly felt like an honor. Like that felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I get to say that I was a part of that film. It's, yeah. uh, it means a lot to me. Um, it's it's surreal for sure because like you know some days it's just a thing you did, um, and then like a story will pop up. And you're like, oh yeah, like when I was in Black Panther, that thing happened, and then suddenly like, the room <laughs> like stops and everyone's like, you were in that movie, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that is a weird thing. Uh, <laughs> and then it's like almost like this sobering moment where you're like, oh, right, yeah, I did that. And and then like you get to be excited about it again. And who was the first um, person that you told uh, that you had the part in Black Panther? In Black Panther, the first person I told was, um, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> uh, Everyone. Probably my mom. Uh, oh, but, bless. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was cool. That was exciting. I did not talk about it until I definitely have it. Yeah. Um, and even like, like, not even just like them saying, "Cool, you got it." Like, I mean, like, until like I've worked the first day, because there's like, like, whereas 2017 was like a great year for me, uh, like stunt work wise. Like 2019, like I had six jobs confirm me and then cancel on me before. Yeah filming so it's like one of those things where like my superstitious brain is like i'm not going to say anything until i'm like almost done with the thing <laughs> and then yeah. of course you go on and play i've got to say one of the most iconic uh creatures in the film in, <laughs> in industry and to be fair if you didn't do anything else in your career i think you'd be set for life for conventions in all fairness uh because so. <laughs> because yeah, because you play the predator in the Predator movie from 2018, um, I, I I was having a chat with Thomas Jane uh, the oh, nice. the, the yeah. other, other week, and he's an ap- absolute ledge. I, I mean, we didn't get on to talk about the Predator because, you know, he was uh, talking about oh, everything else, and I was trying to get him onto the Predator, but we just ran out of time. Um, <laughs> but and also, I've chatted to Ian White as well. Uh, that played the Predator in Alien vs. Predator. I've got to say, though, the film that you you portrayed the Predator in was awesome. 
I, I've got to say, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. The whole storyline, the action, uh, the way it looks, the way the Predator looks as well is absolutely awesome. Um, what was it like playing the Predator? Because it, there is a lot of creature you know, work in, in, involved. There's a lot of you know, how to act as a Predator. What sort of research did you do when you got that role uh, to become the Predator? Oh man. Um, yeah, that was a, that was hard. Um, the, but like playing the predator was nuts because there's, there's like just so much going into it. Like the first and foremost being like, Oh, I don't want to screw this up, you know, like, and, <laughs> and, and, and like, cause you know, you want to like pay homage to like what Ian did, what, um, you know, the original predator, you want to play, um, you want to play, pay homage to like everyone that's, worn the suit but then at the same time you want to make sure that you um you want to make sure you're doing something different like i don't want to just copy kevin peter hall yeah. i want to but i do want to do like the main iconic things that he created but i want to do something different but i want to do something so different that everyone's like what are you doing like yeah. <laughs> you know so it was uh, it was like me trying to like harness all of those things and then at the same time like I, I just didn't, I didn't have a lot of, um, film experience before that. And so I was just like, I felt a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of imposter syndrome, a lot of like underpreparedness. So I kind of just leaned into it and I decided to kind of create the character the way that I would normally create character for a comic. Cause I'm, I'm a comic artist. I'm working on a graphic novel right now. Oh, and when I do character design, I have this whole process I kind of go through when I create a character. So I did that on paper for my character and then I just was like, okay, now I'm going to like do those things <laughs> in real life. And then it led to a lot of like a lot of body habits, like a lot of like, okay, I want my chest to always be like this. I want my hips to feel like this. I want my shoulders to do this. I want my arms to be here when I'm feeling this. And like to the point where like I wanted it to feel kind of automatic yeah. because when you're wearing the suit, it's, it's emphasized in certain places. The chest is pushed out, you know, the, the shoulders are bigger. And so the more you exaggerate things in, 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 in my, the more I would exaggerate things, the, the more subtle it would look yeah, in the course. suit. So I would have to like, it was a strange ratio. And so, yeah, a lot of it, that was most of it was just like figuring out how to like create my skeleton so that the, the creature looked believable. And then honestly, like the rest of it was just like surviving in the suit. Because the suit was like this giant body glove, and once the head went on, I'm just like trapped in my own heat, and I'm breathing my own <laughs> oxygen, basically. And so then it was this like, and it's about 75 pounds. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what that is in kilograms, but it just would like, and, and like you know, and and if so, if I'm standing, I'm working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and then the other hard part is. Um, because I'm wearing this mask and everyone sees the predator and the predator looks cool. A big part of it was like learning how to advocate for myself because, you know, there's a lot of like, especially like coming into stunts, you don't like to complain. You don't want to be like, you don't want to be complaining. You don't want to be wasting time. But at the same time, when you're in the suit, like you have to be like, Hey, I need a break now or I need a break <laughs> in 20 minutes. And, and they're always going to try to argue. They're always going to try to be like, oh, well, we really want to get these shots. And you have to be like, yeah, well, there's not going to be any more shots the rest of the day if I pass out yeah. again. <laughs> so like, I tell you, you pass out once and then suddenly you have 
like suddenly people believe you because you tell them like, hey, I'm struggling here. And, you know, so the, I like I love everyone, but to a degree, they're like, sure, you are. And then you pass out. and They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't joking. He's, he's pushing it. And then, and then you never have to advocate as hard as you did before you passed out. I'm not advocating people pass out. No, <laughs> but it helps. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. the suit was was quite weighty. I know Ian White was saying that he had to go away and actually work out and actually get some more muscle because I think Ian White is like seven foot something. You know, he's a tall guy as well. And he had to really work out to actually manage working in that suit for the amount of hours. Um, what was the most difficult thing about wearing the suit? Uh, because in the movie, you move about a lot. You really, really yeah. do, especially the lab scene. Where they've got you on on the ta- table. Is that you on the ta- table then? Yeah, or, yeah. That's me on the table. That scene was a marathon. That was two days, and that was because of the nature of that scene. So every other scene where I'm in the fugitive predator, yeah, I'm I'm wearing his like armor shirt thing. Um, but the lab scene, it was predator shirtless. So that means that the mask was glued to the body. So right. I was in the mask for six hours straight just what? in it and and the mask is about 11 pounds in the back of my head that's where the motors are that move the mandibles so it's just this like intense did, did, did you panic at any and point on top of that like did i what did you panic at any did point I, I mean obviously it's got to be claustrophobic not, as hell not in the lab scene i i the first camera day i had a full panic attack breakdown it was terrible um it was just too much because it was like yeah, it was that. There was, I was wearing a stunt harness under it. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. Uh, na- natural anxieties of being on film and being like kind of the center of attention. And and like so, the first day it was like, oh, it was awful. I like fell apart. It was so embarrassing. Um, and then like, but then the lab scene. Luckily, we filmed that towards like the end, and that was like I could see certain. <laughs> directors being like is this the same guy like because at that point i had gotten so used to it and i just i found a lot i found a lot of really helpful mental places yeah. to be honest i think i became like i think i became a buddhist <laughs> wearing <laughs> that suit because there's just so many hours where i'm just in that thing and i'm wearing these green contact lenses i can barely breathe and i'm like cool i'm just gonna like go somewhere in my head so i don't have to be here right now um but yeah, no, the lab scene was nuts, man. Moving around. So that's the thing is like, it's all of this work already, just wearing it and standing there. Yeah. And then the moving guy. So they're like, can you move over here? Can you do this thing? Can you like fight these dudes? Can you, can you sprint, uh, 50 yards <laughs> for this bus? And I'm just like, yeah, let's see what happens. And so that was like the hardest part was like, just like pushing it and making it look, cause you know, you don't want to, like, it's a struggle, but you know, the predator, it's not struggling. So I, yeah. I can't look like struggling. So like that was the hardest part was acting, doing the hardest physical things I've ever done in my life and making them look, trying my best to make them look effortless. Yeah. Was it was so challenging. And what was your yeah. favorite day on set? My favorite day on set, honestly, was because um, we did a lot of physical things that I loved. I loved the running. I just like I loved running. There's something about running that people actually get. Like you do another crazy stunt, but if people can't really relate to it, they're like, that was cool. But there's something about just running where everyone's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And so I would get a lot of compliments when I ran. So that was funny. But my, my favorite day on set actually was this. It was the day we shot the opening scene 
where like I'm on the spaceship and it's crashing and I'm like at the control panel. Um, we shot a lot more there than that ended up being in the movie, but, uh, which is the story of the movie. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, that was actually my favorite scene because up until then I, I was kind of like mostly second unit doing a lot of stuff, like, like just a lot of stunt oriented stuff. And that was the first day I did more like character creature acting in the yeah. suit was really funny watching people respond to that because I'd like show up, I had the head off and I'm with my team, which is like huge props to my team, like uh, Mike Fields, Taryn, Heather, like the the people that would help me get in the suit and keep me maintained. Like like I couldn't have done anything without them, uh, Jeff. And so they, uh, it's me with the team and then we're like kind of, it was a really relaxed day because you could tell they were just like, whatever. We're just, you know, doing the scene. He's flying the spaceship. And so then I'm like, I do like a walkthrough rehearsal. And then they're like, all right, cool. So like, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. We'll do, do whatever you got to do to start getting in the suit. And so Mike starts like spraying this, the, the creature to make it look slimy. And he's putting my head on. But I would do this like I would go through my like my my ritual. I'd go through my my process of getting into like, OK, now I'm not Brian. Now I'm the fugitive predator and I'm like, and I would start breathing different and like acting different and like shifting my body around. And I, and I'm doing this is cause I do this every day. And so I'm just doing my thing. And the set goes from this, like I'm watching like camera guys and other people like kind of chatting and talking. And then they all look at me and then they get quiet and everyone just kind of backs away. <laughs> and I'm seeing this happen. But I'm not letting it get in my way. And it just shifted the environment of the entire set. And then you, and they were like, okay, are you, uh, are you ready? Are you ready to go? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then we went through that whole scene, but it was really cool. Like watching everyone respond, like watching them see me change. And then from that day forward, it was actually almost different. The way, way that like they worked with me where they were like, Oh, like, what about this? What about that? It was, it was really neat. It was a cool day for me. So. No, that's awesome. I mean, me personally, I, I collect film props, uh, that's been screen used. Um, did you keep anything from any of your shows? Like yeah, any um, of your mo mo movies? Did you keep anything? Costume, props? No, no, I don't have anything. Um, I mean, from Predator, I have <laughs> is, like, is that no, you pretending yeah, now? Is that no, like, no, 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 no I'm not. I haven't taken anything. I, I, I swear. Most of, my, most of my films are Disney, and they're just like, that's mine, and no one's ever going to see it again because i own everything because i'm disney and uh and that's just how it is like i and so and honestly I'm, I'm kind of a minimalist so i'm just like i don't need stuff but like do i wish i stole the battle mask yes well it's not stole you weren't it i know ian white keeps uh kept some daggers from the pre nice. the, the predator um but uh no you need to stop because obviously chris hemsworth's got about a million hammers um but what is what is next for you? I mean, obviously with the lockdown and and you you've been here, you're working on your graphic novel. Um, is there any more film projects um, lined up, or is it all 100% focused on your graphic uh, graphic novel? Um, right now, I'm I'm more or less 100% focused on my graphic novel. I uh, I wanted to. I was trying to work on it at the same time as like trying to pursue some other film projects and. I think me me at twenty, like three was like I can do eight things at once, and, and now I'm thirty one, and I'm like no, I I, I have to do one thing <laughs> right now. And so I decided to take some time off. That's why I came back to Seattle, focus on my graphic novel, 
the uh, the lockdown happened, which blessing in disguise from me, I'm like getting a lot more work done than I expected to get done. Um, I, I, I have a part in the upcoming uh, HBO show Lovecraft Country. Uh, right, okay. I play one of the monsters in, in that show. I don't want to say too much, um, but excited about that to see how that airs. Um, and then, but yeah, other than that, that's it right now. I, I had an, a big audition last year that I, that I did not get, but I was like, oh man, if, if I had gotten that, I would have dropped everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right now just art kind of recouping, yeah. doing, uh, focusing on me a lot, a lot of me time and, um, just working on artwork again. And then I think once I finish this book, um, like once I get like, yeah, once I send it off to the publisher, I, I think I'm going to like do my best to jump back into performing and see, see where, where exactly I want to go, you know, yeah. see, see, cause uh, is it stunts? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's stunts. Um, I break easily now or I break easier <laughs> than I used to. Um, if, if I could do more creature work, honestly, I w- that would be a dream for me. There's yeah. something about doing creature work that is so, it's so fun because you get to, it, it feels like going against, I don't know, this like character acting is really fun. But like, there's so much. You're, I feel like I'm trying to do when I'm character acting, but when I'm creature acting, I feel like I get to throw all that out the window and come up with something new. And it feels very creative. It feels very, um, and it's very movement focused. And I'm a very movement focused person. Yeah. So fingers crossed they make another Predator movie, uh, because oh, yeah. the last one was a hit over here in the UK. Uh, it was a hit, you know, everywhere. Uh, so so fingers crossed. So your graphic novel, once it's all done. Uh, it's going to be available on your website, which is the baprince.com. Uh, is that correct? Yes. yes. Excellent. And then people can jump onto your website and grab themselves a lovely signed uh, picture of yourself as as <laughs> as the predator, uh, which I might do myself, to be fair, because I've got every other pre- the predator's signed, so I might as well add to the collection. So, Brian, thank awesome. you so much for taking the time within the lockdown to have a quick chat chat with me i hope you enjoy virtual con and 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 you know everyone asks you loads of questions and they come over to your website because your website's amazing it really really is and your artwork oh, you so is, is stunning it really is i mean i'm quite surprised did you not have time to speak to thomas jane because i know thomas jane has started a uh, company with um a friend tim bradstreet that did the um, the artwork for the Punisher, and they run a studio now called Raw Studios, and they produce graphic novels as well. Oh, I actually did not so, know that. So yeah, <laughs> so it might 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 be worth a uh, reach out to him, um, you know, and look and look at his stuff because I know that he's always looking for for you know graphic people to to help out with with a lot a lot of things. So. It might be great to get you guys connected uh, because you, you've, you're very talented. Obviously, you've, you're sticking your finger in all the pies, uh, <laughs> stuntman, actor, artist, and you're even an uh, ordained minister, which <laughs> I think is excellent to have on your profile. I read down, I was like, yes. That, yeah, I was like, why not? So- <laughs> I, I would love to be an ordained minister, but over in the UK, I don't know if you can or how you would, because I'd love to be able to put that on my Facebook profile. Yeah, I've done three <laughs> weddings. <laughs> I'd love to marry people. Um, so, Brian, thank you so much. You keep safe, um, and I'm yeah, sure we're going to see um, 
other great things in the future uh, from yourself. So Brian A. Prince, that is such a cool name, by the way. Is that your real name? That's my real name, yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So don't change the Brian ever is a good name. All right, Brian, you keep safe, <laughs> Thank mate. You. All right. You've been listening to Be More Super, the podcast. It was kind of a crazy, fun experience. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your super friends. My world, it means hope.